Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the EMX Core podcast, a podcast where we will invite customers, partners, or anyone of whom we think has something interesting to say or has some interesting views on the internet and networking industry. Today we are talking to Jesse Schokker, who came up with a game server solution called GameDash. Welcome, Jesse. I'm really happy that you're here today. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yes, I'm uh, Jesse Schokker. I own uh, my uh, my company since a couple of years. I uh, am mostly active in the uh, game server hosting industry. And uh, we've recently made the change over from renting uh, infrastructure to owning infrastructure. And uh, EMX Core has been a great partner in that venture. Okay, cool. So so you you already said a little bit about what you what you do. Can you tell us a, a bit more about GameDash? Yes, absolutely. Um, so, as I said, uh, five years ago, we uh, this, or, well, I decided, and it has grown since. I've decided to uh, to uh, strike it out for myself and uh, start my own company, specifically in the game server hosting industry, where I normally would have spent a lot of my free time. And uh, <laughs> what I saw is that the current solutions on the market weren't really up to par with what I needed myself, because I was also a customer. I was hosting game servers for my friends and for my community, and I, I just missed the kind of uh, professionalism that the cloud uh, hosting companies had, uh, but that had a trickle down to the uh, to the game server hosting industry. So that started with uh, finding the right software, and we honestly couldn't find anything. Uh, there's there are a couple solutions, but uh, we feel at the time even uh, that they were out of date, and something better should be uh, should be <laughs> should be implemented for our customers because that's the primary uh, focus on where we wanted to uh, improve. So we decided to, um, well, uh, make our own and, and make it just the way that we wanted it to. It has taken a little, it's a little while, a lot of versions. Uh, we've gone over a lot of versions already, um, <laughs> but now we're at the point where we're ready to uh, not only use it for ourselves, but also use it uh, and, and, and sell, it, sell licenses to other companies. Good. Um, and what are like those, because you say you were missing stuff in that specific software or specific stuff you could do, uh, specific benefits, what, what kind of things should I think about? Um, so we saw that the, the largest points of improvement were uh, the user experience. So uh, a lot of those uh, other uh, software products have uh, a very basic interface or a very outdated interface and wasn't particularly welcoming to new customers or didn't particularly uh, reflect well on us as a company uh, because we wanted to uh, have a certain image to our customers that we were different, that we were doing uh, doing things different. And if we're stuck in the past, then obviously it doesn't give the right first impressions. And not only, not only that, there are some technical uh, limitations wherein uh, for instance, what happens if one of our infrastructure nodes go down? I don't know, maybe a drive failed or a power supply failed, or maybe a whole rack of equipment failed. Then we want to make sure that the impact to our customers is as minimal as possible, because uh, not only will we have less complaining customers, our customers will be happy for it as well. Uh, mm -hmm. For instance, take a look at the uh, the uh, the fire at OVH in uh, Strasbourg. Uh, our software was able to automatically redeploy everyone around the world and minimizing the impact and we've got almost no complaints from customers uh, regarding that uh, so that, that's that's one of the things that we desperately wanted to improve that's nice so you just you don't just do the the software part of it but you also run your own uh, infrastructure right yes exactly so we, yeah. we we had our or we have our own hosting company and we run everything on rented hardware 
or used to run everything on rented hardware. And about a year ago, we made the decision to uh, to go uh, or at least start experimenting with uh, owned hardware mm -hmm. because we wanted to explore like how how does it really work? Is it really that beneficial in terms of financials? And we just wanted to have more control over what hardware we ran. So we wanted to have very specific storage configurations or something, something you can't do with rented hardware because you don't own it. And yeah. um, so we're trying to combine the two right now. Uh, so we now own our own software and we own our own hardware and we're trying to get this to scale around the globe because not only do we provide game servers in the Netherlands or in Europe for, as a matter of fact, we provide them in uh, the US, in Brazil, in Africa, in uh, Asia, in Australia. Um, so we want to make sure that we can also scale this uh, concept that we have got going right now in Amsterdam uh, across, the, uh, across the globe. Yeah, wow. And how did you end up using, I think you're using Juniper and Arista, right? Both yes. Um, yeah. yeah, so currently uh, in our, our, our current data center, we mostly used it as a proof of concept. So we use uh, some uh, bits of mixed equipment. Mm -hmm. And that's how we also found uh, what, what we really need. So every piece of equipment has its uh, strengths and weaknesses. And ultimately, we uh, decided to go full Juniper because we saw that it had the most uh, possibilities or at least the most uh, or had the most support for what we wanted to do with it and the most ease of use for us as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, that was an easy choice for us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And because I remember we talked a little bit about refurb and your uh, your opinion has changed a bit about refurb, <laughs> refurbished equipment, I believe. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people have some misconceptions about refurbished equipment. Uh, I think they see it a lot as secondhand, low quality, or sometimes even junk. Exactly. Uh, yeah, we just take a look on eBay and just see um, not not every company treats it the same way. And true. Uh, we we got a we we buy, tried buying refurbished equipment, and our initial uh, experience with some sellers wasn't too positive. Okay. Um, so yeah, we, we started looking at like, what, what does new equipment actually cost? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you got shocked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, uh, as well, uh, primarily at the, uh, the value de deprecation. So for instance, mm -hmm. a switch that uh, maybe cost 30,000 euros seven years ago, only, uh, you can find it now for about a thousand on, on eBay now. Yeah. So we weren't ready to, uh, to throw that kind of money into something that de deprecates in value that quickly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And how, how is your experience now? Well, you're because now you're using refurbished equipment. Is it is it are you happy with it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, so one, one of the points that have been brought up against refurbished equipment is, yeah, it's older generation uh, equipment. Maybe mm -hmm. it's not as upgradable, but yeah. uh, we chose for uh, quite a uh, well ex expansive core which is able to support us into the future. So at the moment, we don't see any issues in terms of upgradability yeah. and the equipment itself has worked just fine. So honestly, yeah. there's no difference at the moment for us if we would have gotten everything new versus everything refurbished. Yeah. Um, and that's where we are now. So no regrets on that part. Yeah, except budget maybe, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> what this has allowed us to do uh, is uh, not only obviously do we get the hardware warranty, um, mm -hmm but it also allows us uh, to keep that money in our pockets and then invest it into uh, actually making the company grow because yeah. the, the network infrastructure in and, in and of itself is not going to grow our company. It's only allowing us to grow the company. So if we don't have any money left, yeah. <laughs> then what do we do? Yeah, then how do you grow? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. 
And how is it picking up? Are you guys growing the way you want to? Yes, uh, it is. It is very much so. Uh, every piece of equipment uh, that we have up for rental, um, because not only do we host uh, game servers of it ourselves, but we also rent out dedicated servers like the companies that we used to rent from. Mm -hmm. uh, and every piece of equipment is currently uh, in, in use. So oh, wow. uh, every time we need, add new uh, capacity, it, it gets sold almost immediately. And uh, part of that has been making sure that our network is up to par and can actually deliver uh, or meet the high uh, requirements that uh, our customers uh, need. Uh, I mean, games are, or ga gamers are, are some of the most demanding customers in the industry. If you have a little bit of latency here and there or a couple packets dropped, you can expect yeah. a ticket. <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> I, I know that I game a little bit myself as well. And, but in the end, you know, if you, if you have latency, that can really like mess up your game. Yeah, of course. You can lose uh, because of that, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. I mean, uh, and there are a ton of other options uh, when, when you're a gamer. So let's say someone has a, a game server. Uh, a, a, like if they're having lag on that server or a, late, or a large amount of latency or packets dropped, then they can yeah. just go to another server. And then, uh, yeah, basically that, that causes lost revenue on the, on the yeah. side of the, of the owner. So yeah, definitely. Then we immediately have issues because they, they will want to move off of us. But if we do a good job and we set ourselves apart, not only in terms of latency and 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 uh, how well our infrastructure is composed, also on the on the on the part where we can actually handle big DDoS attacks, which yeah. is also another part. And uh, this kind of uh, enterprise-grade equipment has allowed us to uh, uh, take a ton more traffic in and does more efficiently uh, handle DDoS attacks without affecting other customers. So that's that's basically been our formula up to now for, to to grow as fast as we have done now. If you would think about like your typical clients, how would you describe those? Uh, most of the time, at least on what we're focusing right now, as we're well, uh, mostly not in, in inside of uh, the game server hosting industry, is mm -hmm. uh, smaller customers uh, that don't either own their own hosting company or community and need a little bit more power than renting from a game server hosting provider like we do would, would give them. Um, so most of the time it's, it's, it's a lot of smaller customers at the moment, but we're definitely yeah. looking to scale that up to some of the bigger fish in the industry, especially now that we have got a, a lot of contact to bigger game server hosting providers like ourselves uh, through mm -hmm. uh, our uh, game server uh, control panel, Game Dash. Uh, is there anything else in particular that you want to share? In terms of infrastructure, I think <laughs> I, I can't really think of any uh, any other things I, I really want to say. To be honest, it's uh, it, it's honestly there there hasn't been much room for remarks because everything has just worked out the way we wanted it to be, and a large yeah. part of that has been the support from companies like yours, just doing what 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 we need them to do and just doing their job, which uh, is is becoming a rarity in the, in every industry nowadays. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think that's, that's, and it sounds like you guys are also trying to like act actively helping the customer and thinking along with them. Yeah, I think exactly. that's, that's the best way to go. Exactly. And, and, and again, our equipment has definitely helped out with that. Uh, mm -hmm. we're, we're super happy that we went with Juniper because it actually allows us to adapt to the needs of our customers. Cool. At the moment, because you say like oh, a lot of the, a lot of our, um, infrastructure is uh, is completely being used now but is there is there still room for new customers if there's somebody listening that's like hey could use those guys 
definitely. Uh, so currently what we're doing is we're working on, uh, as I said, the, the release of our uh, game server control panel. That's going to be out uh, very, very soon. And that's okay. going to allow us, um, or at least we've got some uh, plans stacked up for more uh, equipment across the world. So currently we're um, focusing on our deployments in London, Amsterdam and Frankfurt and Chicago and Sydney is going to uh, be next. So nice. <laughs> watch out for that. <laughs> when will all of this launch? We expect it. <laughs> Software always takes a little bit longer than we <laughs> expect to, de to yeah. develop. Um, it has been a trend, uh, but we're at a point now <laughs> where we're extremely satisfied with the results. We're miles ahead of everyone else in the industry. So yeah. we feel that is finally ready enough. And we expect to have it launched by uh, mid to end of Q2 this year. So in, in terms of uh, future plans, what, what, what lies ahead? Yes, um, like we're, we're definitely not going to be resting on our laurels here once we've got everything deployed and ready. Um, right, that's a little bit boring. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, True. this is only a, a stage one to a, a, a plan with many more stages than this. And what, what we're, we've been mainly focusing on is the consumer game server hosting market. So let's say a consumer wants a, wants a game server that that's just a single customer um, most mm -hmm. of the time maybe 10 20 euros a month what we want to be focusing on and that's our end goal is to enter the commercial game server hosting market so the, the companies like i don't know i3d or multiplay which specialize in uh, providing game server hosting uh, services to uh, game studios or app developers that want yeah. to not have to uh, manage that kind of infrastructure themselves and also uh, want to make sure that there is enough infrastructure or computing resources available once their game explodes in popularity. So we're mm -hmm. kind of an insurance policy in, in, in that sense. And we, um, together with a couple other companies, uh, want to be bundling our infrastructure together in order to um, create one big infrastructure out of nowhere. And then uh, <laughs> with our, uh, or with our uh, software, we're going to be adapting it a little bit to uh, to match some of the features that all of the other companies have. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to uh, yeah try and compete with that. Um, and and the nice nice thing about that is, is it requires minimal uh, investment upfront, but it does mm -hmm. allow us to uh, potentially sell a whole lot more infrastructure if we if we ever if if we ever have any vacancies in our uh, in our infrastructure because we obviously we want to make sure that. Uh, uh, we have uh, as many uh, customers on our uh, on our infrastructure at any one time as possible. Uh, ob obviously, increasing our revenue. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that that's that, so we're we're tr just trying to set up a ton of businesses that have a symbiotic relationship with each other. One benefits from the other. So let's say software benefits from our hosting company because it gives a a platform to sell it on. Mm -hmm. And then the revenue from licenses from that, we can pour back into infrastructure. So it's just a, a never-ending cycle, and we hope to keep that up for a little while longer. Yeah, wow, sounds good. You're not sitting still, that's for sure. No, definitely. We, uh, I mean, the, the core values of why I even started this business, and mm -hmm. I still believe in that, is I want to do it better than everyone else is currently doing. And I have a very clear plan to do that because I think this game or this 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 market is being left behind because it's not interesting enough for a bigger company like AWS to dive into. It's too much niche and not it doesn't have enough potential for for a ton of revenue. So we want yeah. to be the innovator in this space, and I think we're 
the perfect candidate to do that. So that's uh, that's what we're going to be focusing on uh, for the next little while. And uh, hopefully it's, going, it's all going to be working out, but seeing from the growth that we've had up till now uh, mm-hmm. and with the help again uh, from companies like yours, we've just been astounded at how fast we can grow. So I, I, see, I see no reason why that shouldn't succeed. Cool. Well, cool. thank you a lot for joining our podcast. Yeah, no problem. And for the people listening, thank you for listening to this episode. Please let us know what you thought about it or if you have any suggestions for the next episode. Hopefully until the next one.